the crack is back, ladies and gentlemen, and I know I've been saying it for a few weeks. I know I've been teasing potentially the first active world champion on the show from the UFC. And today we did it, baby. It is Mr. Leon Edwards making his long-awaited debut ahead of a massive fight for him in Las Vegas. I mean, taking a break from the Raiders game, lowest scoring game in the history of the NFL, no worries about that. Like, chilling with Rio Ferdinand. You know, I'm sure Dave Chappelle was over in the gaff there today, and he's like, hang on, got to give PZ 10 minutes here. But no, honest, honest to God, couldn't be more excited to have Leon on. Obviously, I've been covering him for a long time, so it means a great deal to have him on here. And big thank you to his manager, Tim. And big thank you to Monterex for starting out. Monterex, if you're in Vegas for this event, and I know there are a lot of people traveling over, Monterex have an event on on Friday at Nelly's Southern Kitchen in the MGM Grand. And it's Justin Gaethje, Dominic Cruz, Aljo, and it's going to be presented by Laura Sanko. Come on. What a lineup. That's a great way to get started for the fights. But anyway, I'm so happy I get to put this PFL stuff behind me. I, You know when you're there and you can see it's it's what everyone was hoping it wouldn't be in terms of the SBG thing. You Honestly, like there's nothing I want to talk about less at this stage. Honestly, it's just a pain in my arse. So if anybody was sick of me droning on about that, I fully appreciate that. And if that wasn't dramatic enough, now we have the big Ian Gary fight this weekend. Obviously, I asked Leon about that. I thought it was really funny that when TNT Sports came with Rio Ferdinand to, the, to Renegade, Rio hits him with Ian's version of the story, which is brilliant from an interviewing point of view. But I just thought it was quite cheeky in the place where this all went down. He's like, here, I heard you're afraid of Ian or something. <laughs> it's absolutely mad. Um, obviously, it's a huge fight week for Ian Gary. More pressure on him than ever before. It's been a wild camp for him. It's just been... You know, you see this guy just plummet in public opinion. But the only recipe for that is winning, of course. And, you know, obviously you have to get through this press conference. I'll talk a bit about that towards the back. And then Leon's going to be there, obviously, all week. And that's the guy that I feel like it all snowballed from the Leon moment. So, of course, I asked Leon a thing or two about that. But the big thing I wanted to ask him about is a rumor that's popped up over the last few days. And that's this UFC Manchester. Multiple people have have said to me that this is the direction that UFC will probably go in. Like, I'm talking four or five people are talking about this. And it's that co-op live venue that people are flowing. Obviously, this is a rumor. It can change. Like, don't forget, at one stage, I reported a UFC Dublin card because I saw three contracts with UFC Dublin written on it. And I changed to Liver- UFC Liverpool. So, um. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen here? And if anyone can book up a number of dates and pay a deposit and then switch it up, it's the UFC, of course. But the venue, the co-op live, it's it's brand new. It's going to open in April 2024. It's going to have about 24,000 people. I say to Leon here, 18 to 20, because he caught me on the hop. I believe it's like, all seated, it's 20,500. And then at capacity, it's 23,500. That's for like, obviously, live gigs and stuff like that. But... Should be huge. It's bigger than the MEN where they've done events before. I was at that event, um, the last one they did there with Bisping and Henderson. But really, like, if you think about this, it adds even more kind of pressure to Leon as well because I honestly believe, right, if they do this summer show in Manchester, which people are talking about, if they do that and you can have Tom Aspinall, a northern lad, 
and Leon Edwards, both champions on this card, it could take MMA into a, a whole new landscape over there, a different stratosphere. And it's knocking on the door. Like, you see the space that Tom and Leon are occupying now. It's very different than, say, a Bisping when he was champion. Like, you know, it's more along the McGregor kind of stuff and even kind of more mainstream in the case of um, both of them, to be honest. You know, seeing them talk to Sky Sports News, it just used to be a BT Sports thing. Seeing Tom on the BBC. Seeing Leon kind of given this kind of star treatment that he absolutely deserves everywhere he goes. I feel like this is the perfect time to kick it up a new gear. And I think the appetite's there for it as well, you know? I think there is a ferocious appetite for MMA in the UK at the moment. And another win over Colby, it's going to be even bigger. Anyway, that's enough of me droning on. I asked Leon all about this stuff. I asked him about Ian Gary. I asked him about Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> Hitting him with Ian's version of events. I even asked him what, what should be my order when I eventually get to Sweets Kitchen. His mother's restaurant, of course, that he ordered. That he ordered, Jesus Christ! That uh, he helped, he helped build, etc. Um, I know I asked Joy Herbert before. Similar orders, him and Leon. Believe it or not, I'm not shocked by that. The the athletes, of course. He told me I'm gonna have like, you know, if I'm gonna try and get an athletic body, but I think that ship has sailed, unfortunately. As always, I'm like a melted candle, boys. As I always tell you all. Anyway, let's get over to the Leon interview. I've been droning on once again. Thank you to Oscar. Thank you to Tim. Thank you to Montrex. You're going to see, I don't know if you saw the cool little social thing that Montrex did for Mick Conlon's last fight. I think they're going to do something similar for this. I can't wait to see. They're absolutely brilliant. Anyway, here's Leon Edwards. You might have heard of him. Mwah. So Leon, um, before the Usman fight, the last one, you, you were talking about this Teddy Atlas quote where as soon as you get that belt, you get 30% better. If that's true, how much better have you got after the first time? Um, <laughs> 60 <laughs> Just keep going up bit by bit But uh, nah I'm, I'm in good spirits I'm in good shape And I'm excited man Like I said The The, the march confirms What I already knew You know And um, Now the fans are still Getting on board And yeah I'm ready Is it Is it easier as you, as you get to this stage Like obviously You've climbed the mountain You've set out to But those Camps and stuff like that Get easier Or now that you're balling, does it get hard to go to the gym every day and go through the the kind of rigmarole of what it takes to prepare for a fight? Um, I'm not at that stage yet. You know, people say, "Oh, you get the belt, and then you start getting like like silk sheets and shit." I ain't there yet. You know, like <laughs> I need some more paychecks. So, um, nah, camps camps is camp. You know, I think it's it's hard. Um, when I was when the first fight of MMA, it was hard and it's still hard now. You know, I feel you can't get over the hard work, and once I start slipping, my coaches. Bring me back in line and let me know what's important, you know. So yeah, man, I'm feeling good and I'm in good spirit. I love seeing you in these moments, like what the kind of encapsulates you as the champion. And I saw you at that Raiders game. I can remember seeing you with Dave Chappelle, stuff like this. Like when you when you're doing shit like this, are you like, holy fuck, like yeah. this is happening? I'm, this is everything I ever dreamed of. Like I know the game was terrible, lowest scoring yeah, game yeah. in NFL history, yeah, but. Yeah. In that moment, what does that feel like to you? Do you pinch yourself? Um, yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes, like you kind of like in the moment, right? It's more when you're sitting down at night. You go, oh shit! Like I met this, I met, I met so and so, I did so and so. I was at like, courtside Thursday watching LeBron play, and it's just like sick. Hey, like next to me was from Floyd Mayweather and shit. It was like sick. So I was like, oh, like as a kid, that's it. That's what you dreamt of, right? Like just like getting to the stage, headlining the card in Vegas, um, and just keep ticking off little 
bucket these things you made, made out for yourself, you know? How does it feel to know that Donald Trump actively wants you to lose on Saturday night? How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's normal for someone like me, so it's fine. <laughs> um, is what it is. Like I said, Trump can't get in there and fight for him. You know what I mean? And I feel like his, his fantasy with Trump is fucking weird. I think as a man, he's like... You have to have some kind of pride somewhere. I feel like he's going too far with it, you know? But that's got to be the weirdest level of this video game, right? Like where you're preparing for a fight and you're seeing your opponent standing beside Donald Trump wishing yeah. him the best to look for a fight. Like, what is it's going like, on, mate? Yeah, it's fucking, it's weird, bro. But like I said, it is what it is. Trump can't get in there and fight for him. He's been knocked out before with Trump, when Trump is there, you know? So, uh, fair play to him. It's uh it's obviously the, the big talk, and I saw you just speaking to Ariel about this, like is the distance from Kobe competing to now getting this title fight. Like, it, is this last chance alone for him? Like, I mean, 35 years of age, a long time out, like, you know, a lot of injuries along the way. A lot of people feel like he's been gifted this title, title fight against you. And I know when it was brought up to you first, you didn't really like the sound of it. But here we are. Do you think this is his last crack at getting a gold belt around his waist? Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, I can't see how else he, he, he fights on, you know. Like, like, he's one of these guys that, like I said, he has everything gifted to him, right? Like, he has to, he, this is his third tar shot that, that, that he's getting after beating, beating a guy like Masada, <laughs> sat out for two years and getting a tar shot, you know what I mean? So now I can't see a guy like that um, having the mentality and the physicality to, go, to now compete against the younger guys that's coming coming up. You know, like the Shaft Cats of the World, Ian's and all these other people that's coming up. I can't see um, him now still be staying around and competing against all these guys, right? I think he's been, like, fed all these um, over-the-hill kind of guys, like the Woodleys of the world and the Master of the Worlds, you know? And I feel like that, that's just where, where he's at, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Do, do you... Do you think he poses anything that is a new kind of fight for you? Because I feel like you've fought similar opponents in terms of style. Is there anything in particular you think he brings to the table that adds a level of difficulty or something you haven't seen before to the fight? I really think my, my, my whole career has been boxing, wrestling kind of guys, right? My whole career, you know, so it's a style that I'm used to. It's a style that I'm comfortable fighting, you know. I know everyone keep going on about uh, his cardio, you know, but... His card is only as good as 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 you allow him to 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 use it, you know. And I think the judging it off him beating Robert Lola, well, ten years ago, <laughs> however long that was, you know. And they, I think they're still banking on that guy, you know. And I feel like I said, a thirty-five-year-old guy that's been out for two years, um, been dropped his last three fights, been knocked down his last three fights, been in wars. Um, so yeah, let's see. Um. I have to say, right? I, I'm not going to ask you about the situation. I've heard you answering all the questions. I can see your face yeah. drop as soon as you're asked. But I got to <laughs> say, man, I got to laugh. Rio Ferdinand showing up in your gym and hitting you with Ian Ver- Ian's version yeah. of the story. Hello? What about that? You're like, hey, are you serious? You know, I heard my reply to this. Come on. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what the fuck? But yeah, like I said, he's, he's, the guy's weird. <laughs> and here we are. You know what I mean? And, um, literally, every interview I do, it's about, it's about this fucking guy, right? And He's, I don't get it, but this is what he wanted. Like I said, this is what he came to my gym for. And um, he's got everyone talking about fucking nonsense, really. Like, nothing happened. He talk, he's talking about you leaving the gym. In in this camp, he's probably done like 10 gyms. So just like, I don't get why Renegade is such an important gym. You know, he's fucking mad. It's, uh, 
the thing that struck me about it, Leon, I don't know if you noticed this, but I remember back in the day when Darren Till would say something about you and suddenly yeah. everyone arrives in your replies. And I know you and Darren are mates now, but Masvidal yeah. says something about you and everyone's arriving in your replies giving you shit. This happened. You didn't say anything. And all and of everyone. the fans came in and they were like, no way. Like, but, but does that yeah. mean something to you? Like the way, yeah. the, like the way you flip the script on everyone. Now you have the people defending you. You don't yeah. even need to yeah. say shit. Exactly. Exactly. I think he, he put it out. Think, I remember, oh yeah, yeah, Leon, Leon. But everyone's like, nah, bro, you're fucking weird. You know, <laughs> you fucking, your whole household is fucking weird as well. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's got a lot more to worry about more than fucking leaving Renegade. You know what I mean? And to have the fans, like I said, Back, back the case and just like tell him to shut the fuck up and, and um you, you change him anyway so it's not a big deal it's, it's good to see you know yeah at least it takes some heat off you at the press conference if nothing else yeah. right yeah 100 <laughs> that will get a long day <laughs> long day ahead of him <laughs> um, when we did the when we did the montrex event um before fabian for eblin you were talking about this um move to middleweight and that was something that i've seen you repeat um in different interviews is that still on the cards for you? Is that still where your minds are here? Or, or you know, because Bilal is the backup fighter, we know what that means, Leon. But are you still thinking about uh, middleweight? Is that still prominent in, in, in your journey, um, do you think? It's in my journey, you know. It's not, I don't think it's immediate. Like, you know, I feel like I want, I want to go down to one of the best of all time, world tweets, you know, and I feel like GSP is, is that now for me. And, um, I want to beat, beat his record for like, the most title defenses and, um, the most winning in a row. I think I'm on like tw- 12 now, going into my faith, winning in a row. And um, so, yeah, man, I, I got a lot more to do. I, I want to do I want to do. But like I said, middleweight is defo um, in my future. Maybe my near future, maybe from like, we'll see where we're at, you know. Um, about Montrex, they're obviously doing an event in Vegas this week. Is that crazy for you to see this like brand grown alongside you? Like you're in a title in Vegas, and suddenly they're having an event with with all these names on 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 the bill. Yeah, hundred percent. It was living a good life. They sent me a picture the other day. They're like a Lamborghini Urus in LA. I was like, bro, man, when I first met you, you was like selling house, selling clothes at your mom's house, you know. And but it's like I said, <laughs> it's good to see that like we're both growing at the same time. You know, we're both achieving um our goals that we set out for back in the day and. Um, like I said, I'm proud to be an ambassador of the brand. Um, I'm proud to, to also know them as friends as well, not just like also business partners and we work together, but just as as mates, you know, that we'll go out together and just have a good time. And but yeah, man, I'm definitely proud of what, what they're achieving. And to have, like I said, come from Liverpool, having events in, in Vegas for, for your clothing brand, that's like, that's wild, you know, and fair play to them. I don't know if you've heard this. There's lots of these rumors going around at the moment about um, the UK next year. And the one that's doing the rounds at the moment is Manchester, this new co-op live arena. They're talking summer. I'm not asking you to comment on any rumors, but let me tell you, Leon, I think if they do this and they have you as champion and Aspinall as champion on this card, it would be, if it happens, the biggest event in UK yeah. history. Like, And I feel like it could put the sport in a new spectrum, right? Like like we already see all the publicity you're yeah. getting, but in a, an arena like this could put it over the top, make it more mainstream than it's ever been. Do you agree with me? Do you believe that could yeah, happen? 100%, 100%, 100%. And what, what does it hold in the arena? I no? think it's nearly 20,000. I think it's 18 ah, to 20,000. Yeah, that, that'd be too small, you know, but I feel like um, to have like me um, as champion and Tom and, uh, I think that would be perfect for the UK right now, you know, just to, to, to push it over the hill a, bit, a, a little bit more. I think year by year, it's growing. 
from what, what what I'm achieving, for what Tom's achieving, and other guys are achieving, you know. So I feel like um, definitely come next year, I feel like that'd be perfect to 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 headline, you know. Leon, thank you so much. I cannot wait for this fight. I'm loving watching your journey. Just a final one. If I ever find myself in Birmingham in Sweets Kitchen, what's the order? What do I pull get? Up. Pull up. Um, for my dishes, the stew chicken and white rice, you know, and you can have oxtail, you can have whatever you want, bro. Plantains. I'll feed you up. Give Sounds more athletic physique. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I'm real, Leon. But <laughs> I'll trust your word. Thanks so Good much, man. Leon. Have a great day. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. All the best, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. What a guy, eh? Do you know what was really funny about that? I, I was watching his interview on the MMA Hour and I had immediately after it. So you're literally watching him doing the interview and then you have the interview and you're like, oh, God damn it. How do I keep this interesting for him? But I don't know if any of you read Don McRae's stuff. He's an absolute legend. If you don't know who he is, go and get a book of his. He's the best combat sports with boxing writer ever. My favorite one... um of his is the one about Northern Ireland in Sunshine or Shadow, I believe it's called. About Jerry Story, the boxing coach there. He has a load of brilliant books. Like, the greatest, maybe the greatest book, boxing books ever written by this guy. And he's been very nice to me throughout my career. But, you know, speaking to Leon there and seeing how loose he is and having a bit of fun, it's so different the way he used to be. And then I read this brilliant article that Don McRae put out in The Guardian. And Leon fully opens up on how he used to have to practice doing interviews with his mate in his room and how this, like the poverty came from in Jamaica, which he didn't realize was poverty at the time, of course. And then obviously the, the murder of his father had kind of left him in a place where he didn't want to speak. And it's really heart wrenching stuff, you know, like that's an experience that 99.9% of people in, in the world don't know, you know, they can't relate to that. So it's an amazing thing. And, I did want to bring up the fact that the fans came out and backed him. I was disgusted by them back in the day when it was the three piece and a soda. And like when Darren Till was saying he was shite and then everyone would be in his comments just regurgitating what they said. Like to have Ian Gary come out and say this about Leon and Dave Lavelle and then just have before even before Leon gets to reply, have all these fans coming out and back him. That's that's amazing, man. It's amazing how full circle he's come. And as I said to him, the, the pressure's not going to be on him at this press conference. Listen, they're doing the Go Big press conference on the Friday. I was told earlier last week that the Go Big one is going to coincide with UFC 296. So I thought Strickland would be there while Ian would be there and everything. But this morbid curiosity about this press conference is absolutely crazy. Like, I've had people reach out to me about this press conference that haven't been interested in MMA since the McGregor days. And they seem... Like, not one question about how the fight's going to go or anything. It's just, when's the Ian Gary press conference? Again, that pressure must be absolutely crazy. And obviously, the personal stuff, like, you know, dragging his personal life out into the open and, you know, you know, for, for the most part, just making up a lot of crazy stuff about his personal life. I don't agree with that. But in terms of, you know, the suing thing, after the Neil Magny and Jeff Neal stuff like that, that wasn't great. And it's to be expected people will call you out on that. But it's getting crazy. Like, I'm I'm talking to people who have BBC fact checkers onto them now about stuff he said. So it's it's going to get heavy. But as, a, as I've always said, winning is the best recipe. If you're Ian Gary and you win, y- your trajectory is still going in exactly the right direction. And look, he's saying Sao Paulo is home now. 
I hope it is. Because he said the same about Florida. I think he really needs to find somewhere and just stay there. I said on the Ring Around My Show a long time ago that this moving around thing won't work. It's going to ruffle too many feathers. And as we've seen now with the likes of Brandon Allen, Veronica Hardy, Leon Edwards. Like, I mean, anyone who's, who's been training with him hasn't had a lot to say. Gilbert Burns, in fairness to him, and they've always been close, came out and defended him. But I really think they need to nail down a location. The Ian Gary is one of the great, great talents in this sport. Don't forget that. And I know we had Andy Stevenson on a few weeks ago and we talked about the circus. But but the truth is, like, I don't think he did react well in the Jack Grand fight. And this is a very, very different kettle of fish. Vicente Luque is a different, different story, man. Jack Grant is a tremendous fighter, but he did most of his great work at lightweight. He was considered one of the best lightweights in Europe for some time. Maybe that was before he fought in. I think it definitely was. But nevertheless, I'm not trying to shit on Jack, but the Ian that showed up that night didn't look like the Ian that we've we've come to know. Like, I mean, I, I was listening to the MMA hour yesterday and New York Rick and GC talking about lean into it. Maybe that's the way to go. Like, come out. Like, I think he kind of has to, as Andy said as well, like, you kind of have to lean into it in the press conference situation. If he came out all quiet and didn't speak, that's not going to work for him. But, man... I'm 36 years of age. He's 26. If he comes through this, it's like, and I know he's favorite and all that stuff, but if he comes through this, that is really impressive that he can shoulder that much shit. In the interest of his career going forward, I don't think they should uh, provoke this kind of stuff, but they'll probably say, well, it's worked a charm. The, The champion of the world is talking about me. One thing I will say, though, that I heard alongside this Manchester stuff is a quietening on the Dublin front from what i heard from two really good sources that they're not interested in coming that's not on the radar for next year and who knows what that's about but i tell you what they may rethink it if ian gary gets a win here and i think you know we see sean abandon camp we've seen Kiefer crosby obviously got got a fight in february things can change very quickly and we're all buzzing to see these guys back in there and let them shit on us all these people crying about the downfall of Irish MMA. We ain't done yet, baby. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see if Paul Hughes gets involved. Mate, this is this is pretty much the second last podcast of the year, I think, for me. So thank you all. We've had a blast. This is, of course, the first... 2023 was the first year of the crack. We've had a tremendous time. I would have been lost without my main man, Oscar. He does everything. I just show up and talk shite and get people to come in and talk shite with me. Oscar Losef, absolutely unbelievable. Thank you to Troy for getting me over the line and getting it started. And thank you all for listening. Fantastic. Thank you to Leon Edwards again. Have a lovely weekend. Check out the Ringer MMA show preview. Me, Chuck, and TST will be talking all about this card. Love you loads. See you soon. Mwah.